Concealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The preceding word of God is what man lived by. It's stated by the Lord, for man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The question is, what is the preceding word? What is the present truth? We know that each gospel of Jesus Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, happened 2,000 years ago. That was the first season. That's the season of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Acts, the tale gives us, the Acts of the Apostles, the Pentecostal, the Feast of Weeks. And we see that in Leviticus 23 feasts, or Moed, are the divine appointments of God with man to reveal to us the seasons of God, the divine appointments of God with man. But where are we now? We're not Pentecostal anymore. We're not seeing through a glass darkly. We are now in the body of Christ and the preceding word of God in tabernacles. The third season, in the third day, I'll raise you up and you'll live in my sight. If we fall on the know of the Lord, is going forth as prepared as the morning, he will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter in his first month. That latter rain is not the second coming of the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the last day work of the ministry in and through the body of Christ in the full gospel of Jesus Christ confirming the covenant with many for one week. Jesus was cut off in the midst of the week but not for himself. He did a three and a half year time times dividing the time 42 months, 1,203 score score days of the Jesus ministry. And then he said that there would be a generation that shall be counted for the seed. It'll be a Jesus generation. It'll be the ones that will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness to all nations, and then the end will come. But that's in the fullness and the power of God, not a Pentecostal church, but the ones that have grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth, weaned from the milk and a full age, full maturity. What is that present truth? The preceding word of God. Well, where are we? Well, God is preparing his body of Christ, that his own body, for the work of the ministry. He gave a five-fold ministry for that. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry. But it's only for those that have come through the perfection, for the perfecting of the saints. Full grown, in other words, that have grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth. So that they are the ones that's not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. The Spirit speaketh expressly in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. Given heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having a conscience said with a heart on Jesus, mentioned these in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, saying that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. God himself will send the strong delusion that they all might be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So this is appeal, an appeal to the body of Christ that those that have the leading of the true Holy Ghost not just a uh, prosperity gospel. There's a difference in what they call a denominational Holy Spirit 
and the true Holy Ghost leading of God and the Spirit of Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory, requires us to mortify the deeds of the flesh, crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust. That's to come out of the world and be separate, saith the Lord. It's sanctification, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. The sealing of God's people is what he is preparing us for now. He is doing that through the fivefold ministry, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints full of grown. Many are told, don't read the book of the Revelation. It has nothing to do with you. Well, that is a gross, complete lie because of the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto us the servants of God things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel unto John. That's us, the servants of God. It's written to the church, not national Israel. In Revelation 4.1, that we're taught that through some kind of escapism that we're going to have a pre-tribulation rapture. Somebody said, well, that doesn't have anything to do with salvation. Oh, yes, it does. In Amos 9, verse 9, Jesus has commanded to sift all the house of Israel among the nations. That's God's sifter. That'll separate the chaff from the wheat, the holy from the profane, the righteous from the wicked, those that serve God, the servants of God, versus those that do not serve God. But not the least grain will fall to the ground. God will lose none of his that are seeking for him with their whole heart, diligently seeking him. Those, then he goes on and says in Amos 9.10, But God will destroy all the sinners of his people by the sword, which say no evil or trouble or tribulation shall prevent nor overtake us. That's what Babylon says. Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, and abomination of the earth says, I said, a queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pains, no tribulation, no persecution, no birth pains. That will bring forth Christ in us. How do you bring forth Christ in you in this new thing that God is doing? Well, we see in the work of the ministry, Paul tells us that we must do the will of God in Romans 12.1. He shows us how to do it. Very simply, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Don't uh, go after the finances and money, uh, all this variable uh, teaching about God uh, has given you big bank accounts, houses, cars, lands, whatever the case is. Uh, you're conformed to this world. But don't be conformed to this world. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will for God, of God for each of us is. There's a will of God, a purpose that God has called each individual member in the body of Christ to do. And we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He said that according to the foreknowledge of God, he did predestinate us to be conformed to the image of his son. Not just, well, I'm saved and newborn babies. 
No, conform to the image of Jesus Christ. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestined, them he also called. Them that he called to justify, them that he justified. Them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not a newborn baby, not a little child, not young men, but full fathers, weaned from the milk in a full age. God's doing uh, this present truth, the new wine now. Now faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. What are those things? It's the things of faith. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show and to his servants, the body of Christ, things, faith, the things that are now required of the body of Christ, all of us, that we have to find the calling that each one of us as members in particular, according to that faith that's been delivered to each one of us to do God's will. Then God will fitly frame the body of Christ together and then compact it according to the measure of each member, a measure of faith. God has dealt to every member of the body of Christ, each one of us, the measure of faith, a good measure. He never called us to do something that he has not enabled us to do by the faith of God. He has given us that faith, that faith which is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen, and it's revealed now in the present truth by John to us, the body of Christ. You see that Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock, the door of your heart. He's knocking now. If any man will hear my voice, open the door. It requires us to receive the word of God and obedient. They're not just to read, but those that read and hear and keep the words of the book of this prophecy. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he says, I stand at that door and knock. God's knocking now. And if you hear my voice, and if you will open the door, I'll come in and sup with you and you with me. John and that revelator and that kingdom of God, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, states that in Revelation 1, the summation of it all, that Jesus, the man Christ Jesus, has been glorified with the Father's own self, that he is the Almighty God. That's declared to us in Matthew 28, 18. Jesus comes out of the tomb, says, All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Acts 2, 36, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus, the man, whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, uh, that Spirit of God, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is the quickening spirit, the man Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. He is, the Lord is that spirit. And with the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. The revelation of Jesus that he is the almighty God. Revelation 1, 8 declares that. The book of the revelation, which we are told to stay out of and don't read. Why? because they do not want us and the world to know the revelation of Jesus, of who he is in essence. His intrinsic value is he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is the Elohim, Elohim El Shaddai. He is the only Lord God. There's not another. He said, I know not any. 
He alone is God. He said, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. And I cause it to rain on one city and not on another. Shall there be evil in the city? And now the Lord God has not done it. But we don't want to serve that God. We want to have some kind of prosperity gospel of this God of love that everybody's going to heaven, which is just not true. It is a blatant lie. So the present truth that God is doing right now is through his judgments, he's trying to get us through the judgments of God to come and let us return to the Lord. Hosea 6 states that. Come and let us return to the Lord, the true God Almighty, the real Jesus, for he hath torn, he will heal us. Not the devil, God has. Why? He uses his rod and his staff there to chasten us so that we will not be convicted there with the world but that we will repent and uh, not be condemned with the world. And that is through his mercy. And all that he loves, he chastens. If any man be without the chastening rod of God, uh, then are they bastards and not sons. All that God loves, he chastened. And that's what happened with the Laodicean church. She said, I am increased with goods. I am clothed, fed, and I have need of nothing. I am full grown. The Jesus then states, Knowest thou not, your poor, wretched, naked, and destitute? Well, the talk about a mistaken identity. She's a prosperity church member. That's the Laodicean church. Well, what does Jesus say? What I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. What is that gold tried in the fire? That's your counter of joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Though your faith be tried as by fire, that it can come forth, as pure gold, he says, all that I love, I chasten. And that is the rod of God. And he's trying to get us to return to the true revelation of Jesus, which we have lost through this Trinity, so-called Trinity God, in 325 A.D. in the Council of Nicaea, in the Nicene Creed of a Trinity. God is one. He is that servant, as declared in Philippians 2, 5 through 8. That this mind being you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, he is that spirit, not another. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Then not to be made equal, to be equal. Only the Lord God is equal with all of his attributes. From the Allah through the top, the age of the Z, the Allah through uh, the top, that Alpha to the Omega. He is the age of the Z. He is all the attributes of God, love, joy, peace. He is power. He is wisdom, understanding, prudence. He is all, and in all, that is God Almighty. That is Jesus Christ alone. We see it again. That in that Philippians 2, 5 through 8, he's in the form of God. Form is Morpha, Spirit of God. God himself makes himself of no reputation. Self-imposed limitation. Makes itself void so he will work as a man. And so he takes upon him the form of a servant. God Almighty, the Lord of glory, the El Shaddai, the Almighty God, the Lord Jehovah takes upon him the form of a servant so he can work as a man. And being found there, being made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man, he humbles himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him. Therefore, give him a name which is above every name, that every name at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ 
is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty to the glory of the Father. And that's what you see in John 2.19. Jesus stated that, destroy this temple of his body, and in three days I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Yet Jesus did. In Romans 1, verse 3 and 4, he's declared to be the Son of God. If that Father revealed, how? Through the Spirit, by the resurrection from the dead. He raised his own body from the dead. What is the present truth now? God is standing at your door and knocking. If you hear his voice and open the door, he'll come and sit with you and you with him, just as John stated in Revelation 4.1. And he states that there was a door open in heaven. God's allowing him to see throne room revelation, not Pentecost, much higher glory within the throne room itself. That's where the cherubim of glory shout in the mercy seat. That's what Paul cannot speak about in Pentecost because he said, talking about the cherubim of glory, Hebrews 9, 5, shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly because he was in a different season, Pentecost. But now we're not seeing through a glass darkly. We're seeing, we're seeing Jesus uh, through the perfect law of liberty. We're not seeing through a glass darkly now, having knowledge in part and everything that we see in that knowledge being in part but when that which is perfect, all these things which are important to be done away with. Well, what is it? The Lord is that spirit. We see that in 2 Corinthians 3.17. That's the bottom line. There's only one spirit of God and the Lord Jesus, even though he took on a body of flesh and blood, he's always been that spirit. He's always been the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He's not another. Before Abraham was, I am. All things were created by Jesus Christ himself. He is the word. He is the father of glory. In Colossians 1, 16 and 17, all things were made by Christ Jesus. Whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, they, whether in heaven or on earth, all things were made by him. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's Jesus Christ. Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, Eid, Hashemayim, Bayer, Hayerts. Who is that? That Elohim is the eight aloft through the Tav. He is the Alpha to the Omega. He is, in our English language, the A to the Z of everything God is. And God said, let there be light. That is God, not a separate person of the Godhead, for the Word is the Father, and it's just a different function of the Spirit. And God said, not a different Spirit, the Word is the Spirit, is the Father, is the power, is the Holy Ghost. It's the same Spirit. There's not another person. So the whole work of God is this not sealed up among my treasures, saith God. That is reading revealed now in the revelation of Jesus Christ. What is the truth? Read Deuteronomy 32. It says, not sealed up among my treasures. For the Lord will judge his people. Judgment must first begin at the house of God. It's happening now. And the righteous scarcely being saved. The epistle Peter tells us that. Deuteronomy in the Torah. Moses tells us the same thing. He says, it's not sealed up among my treasures. What's sealed? The treasures. He will uh, there seal up the vision and the prophecy. That's the sealing of God being revealed now. And that is, for the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the wrath, the tribulation, the persecution. When he sees their powers gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power. Why? 
because we have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. And that is the love of the world, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. We will be dead to that. Totally crucified the world, the world crucified unto us. And only those are going in. And those that do will understand the reason that God is that going to judge his people first. Notice in Ezekiel 9, there are six men with a destroying weapon by their hand. Why? Because they are the instruments of judgments of God. And there's another one among them that has a rider inkhorn beside his side. And he said to go through and seal, I'll put a mark upon all the ones that are crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem. The ones that are crying out for the sins and abominations have a burden for the lost. That hate sin, rejoice in the truth, bought it not itself, not easy puffed up, seeking not its own. It's charity. Come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Those are the ones that come to full age. It's charity that will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness, reaching that statue of Jesus Christ. That is stated there in Peter's epistle that we are to add to a faith virtue, to be real with God. There the virtue, then knowledge. Knowledge, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Can't stop there. Then the knowledge, then temperance. All the strive for the mastery must be temperance, self-controlled in all things and all truth. And then temperance, then patience. After you've done the will of God, then you have need of patience. Faith is the bridge uh, that will uh, let patience have her perfect work. Then we go to the godliness. Add to your patience godliness, which is the God life. And the God life is walking like Jesus, talking like Jesus, walking in the light as he's in the light in the present truth. Pentecostal truth is uh, backslidden. You must go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in this present season that we're in, in a sealing of God that he's doing in apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7. But who has an ear to hear what God is doing? Somebody said, well, this upsets me. It should upset all of us because God is doing it now. The Lord states there, come and let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten. He will bind us up. He's not doing judgments there to destroy his people, but to get us to turn to him. After the second day, he will revive us. We're well past the second day. We're in the third day now, 2022. And he said, in the third day, I will raise you up and you will live in my sight. That's the new thing, the present truth God is doing now. And if we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He will come to us as the rain. Not the second advent, but the rain. That precedes the second advent. When the Lord descends from heaven with a shout of the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. We're talking about the latter rain of the Holy Ghost in Zechariah 10 when it said, Ask you of the rain, ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. But who will seek God for the time to come? Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider the latter end. If we follow and know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he will come to us. The coming of the Lord, he will shake the nations, and the desire of all nations will come. 
All the silver and gold is mine, and I'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former, and then, and only then, will the Lord come. Why? Because in Acts 3, 20 and 21, the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution, of the restoration of all things, until all things are restored in that ministry of Elijah, through the body of Christ, in that spirit of John, then the Lord will not come. He has stated that. So therefore, the book of the Revelation is written to us, the body of Christ. And John is in that spirit of Elijah. And he is told that we, we the body of Christ, are to take that little book, the Bibliotheum, out of the angel's hand. Eat all of it, not part of it. Not a partial word, but eat all of it, all truth, in the new thing as new wineskins. So we will be preserved. And he said, it'll be sweet to your mouth as honey. It'll be better to your belly. No man's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. The law and the prophets learned that John said that time, men pressed their way into it. That is, he that's least in the kingdom of God will be greater than John the Baptist. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You've got to take it. And when you take that little book out of the angel's hand, then eat all of it. It was sweet to John's mouth, but bitter to his belly. Notice that he tells John, the body of Christ, that you must again, John, prophesy, proclaim this word, prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. That's the body of Christ going forth in that spirit of Elijah in this last days before the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's that present truth? God's preparing his saints for the sealing of God in their foreheads. Those are the ones that are not newborn babies. That they are the ones that are weaned from the milk and of the full age. They've gone to little children. They've grown from little babies to little children. These are the ones that know that he is the Lord. I write in you little children because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. You'll see that in Second John uh, there in that epistle of John uh, there. First John, second chapter, verse 12 through 14. There he said, I write to you little children because you've known the Father. Well, that you don't stay as little children, the children of the kingdom be cast out. Well, then where do we go? The next step is young men. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. That's the ones in Revelation, the second and the third chapter. God is right now seeing, uh, looking to and fro on the earth, uh, saying, looking for that man is broken up in a contrite spirit that will give him the glory and condescend the men of low estate and prefer the brethren above themselves. Not some prosperity gospel to see who has the most money, most money in the bank. That is a straight out lie. And then we finally come to that final epoch, the final glory. And that is before the coming of the Lord, before the second advent. Then we come, thou writing you fathers, because you have known him. That's from the beginning. He says it again. John in his epistle says, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him. That's from the beginning. That's the word of God. In the beginning was the word. Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him without it, without him was anything made that was made the fathers know that word they have gone through the fiery trial which was to try them they come forth as pure gold their young man the word of god is strong enough they've overcome the wicked one now that god will trust them with the word and seal 
the word of God in their foreheads, literally taking the body of Christ, fitly framing it together and compacting it, sealing it according to the measure of every part of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. Oh, look at the glory that is just ahead for those that know the word of God, that know the work of the ministry, that have set in the counsel of the Lord and heard the word of God. The ones that do are not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. That's the reason in the present truth that God is doing now, you cannot stay in a Pentecostal frame of mind. Neighbor, we've got to go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and the perfection Jesus is coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, perfect in all her ways, in a perfect image of Jesus Christ, because whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Them that he predestinated, them he called, them that he called, he justified, them he justified, he glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing else is going in. Who will hear for this time? The Lord said, come and let us return to the Lord. He's the one working the judgments. This will increase with intensity and frequency. As we get closer to the coming of the Lord, the judgments of God will be made manifest. And when you see all these things, and this kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, earthquakes in diverse places, all these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pangs. There'll be famine, pestilence, sword, noise, and beast, God's four sword judgments. He's doing it now to get us to turn to him. Not to destroy, but to call us out unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, unto the perfect real image of Jesus Christ, and full grown, they're members of the body of Christ. This is what he's doing now. For those that have an ear, those that are here, and the Holy Ghost moves on you, you need to contact us. Our ministry there is going to Africa, India, all over the world, Pakistan right now. We need those to come together and fitly frame together because the body of Christ must come together in one mind and one accord for this last day work. This is not Pentecost. This is tabernacles. We're not Pentecostals. We're tabernacleists. Those will hear for the time to come. They're the ones that's going to the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Those are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That is the spirit of prophecy. You see it in Revelation 19, 10. That there that the John told us, he said, I saw a man and it was so much like Jesus. I knew it was Jesus. I bowed down to worship him. He said, see, thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. I'm one of you. I'm the church that have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus there is what the man child, the Christ in you that will be birthed, uh, caught up to God and to his throne. They keep the commandments of God and that's a remnant of the church seed. Not all one, not everyone's going into it. Only the ones that are here for this time to come. They keep the commandments of God because they love God. They keep his commandments. They have the testimony of Jesus, that spirit of prophecy. What is that? The faith, the faith of Jesus in the present truth. You see that in Revelation 12. This is the time that we're going to take our flight in the winter. Two wings of a great eagle given to the woman where she flieth into the wilderness, where she had the place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the faith of the serpent of time, times, and the biting of a time neighbor. We've got to move now. Don't let the new wine fail in us. At that time in that wilderness there, the Lord said, at that time you enter in to your priest chambers. 
just as Noah prepared an ark to the saving of his soul, the, the body of the Christ right now, the church of the living God, the, the members in particular are building uh, their priest chambers. And in the priest chambers are the treasures of God. And this is sealed up among God's treasures. And they will be my treasure in that day that they spake often one to another. And they'll be mine when I make up my diadems. If you have not had the word of God in present truth, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, this great work of the ministry, then you will not have a chamber to go into. He said, my people, hide yourselves a little while and enter into your chambers. What are those chambers? It's the word of God that after you have received the word of God, there you are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah unto God where you enter in just like Noah did in the days of that ark. And after he entered in with all obedience unto God, being found perfect in his generation, God shut the door and it was seven days before the flood came, the heavens there, the windows of heaven opened and the great deep opened up and it rained 40 days and 40 nights and the waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days, five prophetic months. Well, we're headed for those five months right now with the fifth trumpet there in Revelation 9. The fifth trumpet will sound and they'll tell you to the bottomless pit and they'll come out of Polyon and Abaddon. And when it does, there will be locusts that have stings in their tails and hair like women. And these will go out and hurt only those that have not the seal of God in their forehead. Oh, earth, 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 hear you the word of the Lord. The body of Christ must be sealed and they will hurt men. And there for five months, the same as it was in the days of Noah. Noah there, the waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days. 150 days, about about 30 of them, which is the prophetic month equals five months is the same of the locust plague in Revelation 9 of the fifth trumpet uh, that will sound and only the ones that have the seal of the living God will stand. The men will seek death and can't find it. Somebody said, that's a fairy tale. Friend, read the word of God that will search you out of the book and read not one of these things will fail. God's doing it. Now, will you have an ear? to hear. If God's moving on you, contact me, hallelujah, so we can work together. Now, my country code is plus one, nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five. If the Holy Ghost is moved and bore witness with your spirit, contact me where we can work together. If you don't feel like you're called for that, uh, and then stand with us in your prayers and in your financial support. At least you will be seconding forth the word of God. God is doing it now. And you ministers that hear the word of God, join us. We're going to Africa, India, Pakistan. We've got Nepal. They're there, New Zealand, Australia. All of these ministers are crying out. We've had over a thousand ministers in Africa alone coming out of the Trinity, denominations into the true one God, real Jesus gospel. But there's more. There's more in this ceiling right now. It's full, full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. It's being led and guided into all truth, literally growing up into Jesus and all things and the new wine as, our, as we make ourselves new wineskins. Let's do not let this fail. Don't let the oil of truth languish on the ground. 
Don't let this new wine fail in us. We must take this word of God and act on it to be pleasing to the Lord our God. Again, give me a call uh, there. It is DBM, Dennis Beard Ministries, uh, and our team here right now as we're trying to do our best to go to the nations. We have been going since 2012, and we've had over a 1,000 in Africa alone ministers that have come out going into this great truth. The ones there, I have a minister there coming in uh, from Andhra Pradesh, uh, India. Be with us next week. You'll be seeing him on the podcast uh, there. Moses Gadetti, a man of God, uh, Neil, man of God there, and his brother in Bombay that will be with us here telling you some of the great things that God is doing there in India. God is doing it now. Friend, don't let it pass you by, minister of God. God's doing it now. Give me a call. National, the country code plus one, 903 746 4885. Drop me a line on my email, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Well, we love to hear from you. We're praying that God perfect and perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, uh, that we all may be presented at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.